Thursday. Since Zoom will not let us be great, we are going to go ahead and pre-record. And be great. We're going to go ahead and be great since Zoom won't let us be great. And we're going to pre-record the show and post it after we're done. And we hate it because we always love your participation. So, Dang. I was like, when you, I, didn't re- I just realized that I'm not going to be able to read comments. Like, I could... No, no comment. So we want to welcome welcome you to Business and Bullshit. Three women, three perspectives, one podcast. So today's show is let's talk about sex. So this is going to be a very PGG version because we we were trying to see how y'all was going to act before we got into deeper topics. Um, But I still think that you would like the questions. But before we begin. And uh, is that time. It is time to hear from our elders, our ancestors, and take church announcements. Absolutely. Anyone have any church announcements? I will say that, um, you know, I, I just want to give a shout out to Meg the Stallion for allowing me to be seen, you know, my entire, you know, the youth, we, we, it was always like Beyonce, like Trina, but like you ain't, what if you ain't want to be, you know, you just wanted to be me. And then Meg gave us that. So now it's like Beyonce, like me. And I feel special. It's me. It's not Trina. You feel seen. Mm-hmm. Any other church announcements? Anything from the motherboard, mother's board? <clears throat> What about from the deacon's row? Anything from the deacon's row? Does the ushers have anything to say? I went to go see my mama today. And my mom has really been disappointing me in life because I didn't realize that my mama watched the stories. Uh, Not the stories. That was disappointment number one. So I'm thinking maybe, because I don't really know what's on daytime TV because I have a whole job. So I was thinking maybe, you know, it w- wasn't anything else available on television. So she, you know, cause my mama, she's semi-grandmama, semi-high girl. So we don't know if she could be on a trip somewhere or she could be at the house somewhere. I never know. Until she like sends me a picture on the beach or something. Right. So I'm thinking she watches the story as a, bo- as a backdrop to her sewing everybody's kid, grandkid, a quilt. No, she actually watches the story. But that, you know, it's layered because it's, le- it's levels to this with document. And so not only does she watch the stories, she gets upset every single day when the governor interrupts her <laughs> to give us an update on Roro. She said, don't preempt my soaps. Or it's more like her, she like, my soaps are changing. This, this, uh, this press conference the same every day. I don't understand why we keep having to do this. I'm just disappointed. Like, I, it, whether, I'm just disappointed. She, I can't even get to the hurt. I mean, like, when I tell you she's upset, like, every day she yells at the TV. Every day. I'm not even over there every day, but sometimes I call and check on her. 
So that's really all that's going on with my mama from the mama's board, the mother's board. My mother still is not a fan, you know, of the exclamation points, but she will be okay. I don't think my mom watches. She be chilling in her own little corner, so. Sadly, I think that, you know, my mother may actually watch this one if we actually have the word sex on the title. And now I just feel, now I just feel like I should put on, you know. Well, no, 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 you're Megan. You're Megan, remember? Megan said you could be singing. <laughs> well, I said G. I said P G G because first of all, we had to make sure we're comfortable with yes. these questions. Right. So if there's not any more church announcements, I'm gonna go ahead and get into the questions. All right. Are you ready? We we'll find out. <laughs> Listen. What go. is your first memory surrounding sex? Uh, soap operas. Hmm. Hmm. I'll be honest, like my, 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 my mom or somebody watching it and my face would get covered when certain scenes would come on. Like hmm. they cover your eyes and be like, cover your eyes. You can't watch this. So that, I think that's like my first memory around. What was they showing on daytime TV <laughs> in the 80s and the early 90s? Oh, honey, it got old. <laughs> um. I mean, it's not Telenova. I mean, what the heck? I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, um, oh, you know, so late, I was young, young, like young, I can remember. And I was in the front room watching TV. It was late one night, you know, like, like this is around the time when TV used to go off. You know what I'm saying? So this was right before TV was going off. And there was this, we got, you remember when HBO used to give you like a free, you know, couple of days or whatever. So it's one of those times. And I remember seeing this, naked woman and then there was this naked man and it looked scary but at that moment my mother came in and freaked out that i was watching naked people on the tv and i just remember her being very disappointed by this situation so my i don't think i realized there was anything wrong or you know what i'm saying or, or like to me that i didn't realize what was happening i was like those are parts hmm you know what I'm saying? Like, right, because they weren't even, ha they weren't having sex, but I just remember the way she reacted made me go, something about this is wrong. Hmm. I think my earliest memory was in elementary school when they teach you sex education. Mm -hmm. So, of course, they separate the boys from the girls, and I was just like, this is weird. And we got the school nurse who was probably, I don't know how old she literally was, but she had gray hair and she appeared to be old. This woman could have been in her 30s for all I knew. But um, she looked like she was probably late 50s, early 60s in my adolescent mind. So for those who don't know me, I went to a predominantly black, lower socioeconomic school, which was probably about three blocks from the housing projects. So just imagine the demographic. I didn't grow up in the projects, but so it was like a, a spectrum so they taught us about you know body parts they had a conversation about sex and so i was like i don't know what these people are talking about and so um i don't i'm not sure what grade i was in but this is like i i think it was when the um, aids epidemic was happening mm. um and so they discussed stds still don't know what the hell an std was but um, because I, I really want to say I, I really want to say I was like in second or third grade. And so they said something to the extent of only men who have sex with other men mm. 
AIDS, but they can transfer it to women. So I was like, how do men have sex? (laughs) (laughs) Of course you were. Of course, of course, of course you did. Mm -hmm. So Southern Missionary Baptist in church two to three times a week. I just, so the school nurse, I remember her face. In hindsight, I'm like, she was trying to figure out how to freak to answer this question. But in the moment, I'm like, why isn't she saying anything? Why is she not (laughs) responding to my question? I need answers. So as I sat there, (laughs) my mind started reviewing what had been taught to me about body parts, et cetera. And I was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Get out the camera. And then she was like, yeah. And I was like, wait. Like, I was just so confused. <laughs> and I, I didn't think it was anything wrong. Mm-hmm. But I just, it just never dawned on me. Two men having sex. <clears throat> so I want to say that was probably my earliest memory. <laughs> it just made me think about education class. I remember, like, when you were saying, it made me think about these teachers one time. I heard them talking about, like, they were talking Bible stuff and about the earth being repopulated. And I remember them deciding that there had to be some incestuous stuff going on. But, like, I just remember thinking, even though I didn't know what they were talking about, like, I was leaning in because they were, like, huddled together. And, you know, it just looked like it was probably juicy, I guess. So it's interesting because I think that we all had different so i had a confusion experience isis had a censored experience and you had i would say would be kind of a negative experience because you didn't know what the heck was going on so what are some of the things that you were told growing up or initially thought about sex that you later found were false or unrealistic Oh, Amber, go first, because let me log this baby in. Hey, coworkers. <laughs> my hey, and that's why this is an authentic space, because that's the type of stuff that happens, you know, just as Black women, you know, you have to play multi-roles at many times. Um, so, you know what? I grew up very religious, if you will. And um, whether you believe that as you get older, I think that there was this part, they kept saying that if you have sex with people, your soul is attached to them forever. Like as a part of you that's, you know what I'm saying? And so like, whether as an adult, I look at that completely different than I did. But I think at the time I thought, well, I can't be having sex because I don't be, I just don't want my soul to be, you know, empty. I don't want to just give my soul to folks. I'm just walking around like a shell because I had the relations, you know? So. I mean, I do believe that there's an attachment, but you know what I mean? Like, they were, ugh, yeah. Um, oh, Lord Jesus. Okay. Can you repeat the question, Dree? Sure. <laughs> what are things that you were told growing up or initially thought about sex that you later found were false or unrealistic? So, kind of like Amber uh, came up in the church. Um, my grandfather is a preacher, all of that. Um, so I was taught, you know, sex is strictly for a marriage. Um, I was taught that black girls didn't do these things because if you did, then you were seen as a, you were seen as a yes. um, your, your value, your value lied in whether or not you, you know, you got chose. And so, um, so it was, it was negative. I will be very honest. And, 
Oh man, but that that religious foundation said it. Um, I'm I'm trying to think of the words here because it's coming to me. Uh, I was also a part of a whole lot of ministries in church for young girls, and I remember we had like this whole retreat where all about purity, all about purity. Yeah, what Amber said. Uh, we were in the same thing, but they never gave us. There was never a healthy sexual talk. Nobody ever talked about uh, you know ovulation or you know this is the healthy part of sex um it was more so don't do it till you get married um abstinence that's it it was abstinence only there was no in-depth conversation nothing about orgasms or you know it being a positive experience getting to know your body it was your body is not your own um it means nothing until a man chooses you and then your body is for him only so that those are the messages i received growing up so I think that those messages were also thrown at me, but I was, okay, so I was still on fast. So when people are talking about sex and babies, I'm still on fast, like I'm still on this level regarding sex. Like I'm trying to make sure can't nobody see my booty, can't nobody see my boobies, mm-hmm. like... Am I showing too much shoulder? Like, I'm still on fast. I didn't, like, my mind wasn't. Because you didn't want to be labeled fast. I don't, right. And it wasn't even, like, and maybe kissing. Like, that probably was my, like, same expectation, expectation level of sex. Like, I don't know if I want to kiss you because I don't know if I like you. You know what I'm saying? Just imagine how many people you ain't you ain't really felt in your ex number of years and be on this earth that you kissed, right? Mm-hmm. So um to me, kissing was this is when you have a boyfriend. I'm saying this as like a 12, 13, 14 year old, <laughs> not like an eight, nine, you know. So I'm pretty, pretty up there. I mean, I wasn't old, but you know, most people, you know, lose their virginity at a young age. So that was kind of like my thing. I think mine more was, I thought when I had sex, it would be like that scene in Love and Basketball. Yes. Yeah, so I was thinking it was going to be somebody. Or just any scene. Or just any scene that they fed us. Any of them. Red Shoe Diaries. Come on. (laughs) Not really Red Shoe Diaries. I don't watched it, but I don't even remember. But You could have given me the wood. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you remember the movie The Wood? I'm just saying, like, all the, all the... That's pretty much how it happened, though, in the wood. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I was so, and I don't even want to say I was delayed because I still had sex at a very, unfortunately, a very, and I say unfortunately because, you know, I feel like I regretted my first time. But, yeah, that's kind of what it was, what was unrealistic expectation. Um, and, like I said, with the whole purity thing, like I said, that messaging was to me, but... I just always felt like even if I had sex before marriage, I was going to always have sex with my husband, if that made sense. Mm -hmm. So I was, I, you know, even though every, pretty much everybody's relationship around me was dysfunctional, I was still like, okay, I'm going to meet my love of my life at 16, 17 years old. We probably ain't going to get married to 22, 23, 24, but we're going to be in our, each other's lives that long because my parents, they came from a, um, a small country town <laughs> and they grew up together they didn't date but they grew up together you know what i'm saying so i had that ideology and everybody around me all my cousins and their spouses all came from this little small country town that's kind of how it happened 
So I had a lot of unrealistic false expectations growing up. Gotcha. And I think it happens to a lot of us. We we use our parents as that you know as that example, but I don't think we understand the dynamics in which some of them grew up. So like you just stated, your parents grew up in a small town, you know, and ended up together versus you know we grew up in a not so you know big oh, like small it's a small yeah it's a big small town is what i call it yeah. um and so i think those expect you have to later on you realize oh well i might not can measure dating and marrying in little rock like i can in hope arkansas you know so i think that does impact us a lot and when it doesn't happen like our parents are like oh crap what do i do now and you have to go back and refocus and come at it from a different angle i think that when you asked me the first two questions so i i didn't at all think about the messaging i received from my parents i, I meant i mean for me i was just gave society kind of thing except for when mama freaked out about the woman with titties on the tv um but like as i got older and i mean even in my teens my mother and father they would talk to my sister and i like in fact even now i think that sometimes we're too close and say things that we you know should not, but like our sexuality was never one tantamount to like who you are as a whole woman. <clears throat> it was talked about as a part of you. And it was always, I don't care like who you bring home. Like even if you were like, if, like we weren't gay or even before we had a chance, if you will, if we're gonna be gay, say we were gay. At a very early age, it was, I don't care who you love, you know, that doesn't matter. My dad was always just very affirming, I guess like that. That's that, that leads to my next question. <laughs> How was sex and relationships packaged from your parents? So Amber kind of basically answered that question. Uh, uh, you didn't say relationships. I answered okay, sex. Well, go ahead with relationships. No. <laughs> so my parents went to the same college and then they um, got out of college for like a couple of months and they started dating. They dated seven months and then they got married. And they've been together for the past, you know, whatever many years. So my idea of what a relationship was supposed to be or, you know, how it's supposed to happen to me was this fairy tale and it was matched a drumline. It matched love and basketball. It met, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause that was my whatever. And when that did not turn out to be my reality, which I, which I started out searching for every time, I always wanted the storybook like that. If there was a backstory, um, all that, like my son's father and I, we went to elementary together. Like there's a backstory, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think so. It, it, my idea was skewed, I guess, when it comes to relationships because of the repeat. fairy tale. I was gonna say, repeat the question, Dre. <laughs> I didn't write that one down because it just happened. <laughs> the messaging um, of sex and relationships from your parents. How was that packaged? <laughs> oh, again, church. Um, I'm very heavily raised in the Black Baptist Church, but my parents divorced when I was around nine or ten, and so. For me, again, a lot of my messaging came from the, you know, church groups. My mother didn't really have a In all fairness, a lot of my messaging came from her mama, too, because yeah. Miss Katie would tell you not to have sex. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, again, that messaging, she really didn't talk to us. It was, you know, it was abstinence only. Um, yeah. don't, don't get pregnant. Mm -hmm. um, if you feel like you want to have sex, we'll go and get you on birth control. And that was, you know, pretty much it. And so my escape was looking at, at other couples that I went to church with and 
when I attended weddings, getting caught up in, in the fairy tale, you know, especially I was a big Disney, still a big Disney fanatic. Mm. Um, and so as Amber stated, I wanted the backstory, you know, so I thought I was gonna marry high school sweetheart. And, you know, and if it didn't happen that way, I was going to go to college and get, you know, one degree and my MRS degree. That's and, you know, right. I was going to get married out of college, you know, I was supposed to be married by 25, 26. And then, you know, I was going to have sex for the first time and then have the baby. And, you know, that's how it was going to happen. It didn't happen that way. So, <laughs> um, but that's how it was packaged. You wait until marriage. You don't want a soul tie. Um, and then, of course, you don't want to be labeled as a hoe because black girls get labeled as hoes. White girls don't. So that, that's the packaging. There's that. So I think I had multiple length, multiple movies, if you would say, that went on. So I had the people in church who had been married X number of years, probably the same at that period of time, the same length of time as my parents. And um, I, I attended, I, I really want to say the name because I have a little title for it, but I don't want to be in everybody's business at the church. But um, <laughs> I, I felt like, and this may or may not be true, but I always felt like growing up that um, everybody, all men cheated on their wives. Mm. Kind of like what the rhetoric of you're supposed to go through all of this emotional labor and then when when you get about to your 20-year mark, then he realizes he's a godly man and he's this amazing person, right? So that was the imagery or in one line that I grew up with. So just weather it out, have your babies, take care of the home, struggle love. Mm. And then he one day he gonna get right. The other line was all men shit on their wives and they don't ever get better, but you just stay. And it wasn't necessarily divorce is sinful. It was just, I just thought every, a lot of people around me miserable and married. Um, Growing up, like, I didn't see po- I didn't see happiness in being a woman. I didn't see happiness in being a wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see happiness in being a mother. So for a long period of time, I didn't want to have kids. So then I had another lane of I'm trying to think of like a real hood movie, like a Bunny and Clyde type deal, where some type of stru- some type of event happens and like baby boy, baby boy. Not maybe maybe not baby baby boy like like um, set, like set it off in you Cleo. Let me give a better example. Give me a moment. But <laughs> <laughs> like something. Ha- What's the movie with um Tyrese and um I think it's right not um Megan Good. You talk about Megan Good deep uh, where he said yeah. Um, like something yeah. happens that didn't like we just two victims and we got to come together and survive and follow so those were like the three lanes that I had growing up and so because we had that one thing that brought us together that was going to be like that was like my fairy tale mm-hmm. I was very like dysfunctional so um when I went to college I met someone who was my rebound Phil I didn't really like him at first he was my rebound but we had like Amber said that fairy tale we met on the yard we both agreed we had an amazing first day all this stuff happened and it was like okay I guess it's who I'm gonna be with like I always felt like nobody fell in love with a person it was just like I we gonna do this thing like I didn't realize until I moved to Dallas that people actually love each other 
before they got married. So sex really wasn't a positive conversation for me either because there were some events that happened around me and um, I was always accused of having of having sex, and I wasn't. Like I just, I may have liked a boy, or, and I've always had male friends growing up, but I ain't like nothing like that. And so uh, I had like a lot of restrictions, not even from a biblical Christian, just because of other things that were happening around me. I was at when you said the struggle of I was just having a conversation with my best friend earlier today because. I was listening to Beyonce ring the alarm yeah. and I started and I, but I was listening to it now. I wasn't just singing. And I was, and, it, and you know, she was like, um, if I lose, she going to take everything I own and she going to profit what I, you know what I'm saying? What I lost and all of this and the value or her value wrapped up in that relation. You know what I'm saying? Like if this other woman, then it's our make me think about like the Issa and I mean, and Condola, whatever the girl name is and, and the boy. And people are like, listen, he the same dude. He just with a new chick. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, she didn't, she's not winning what you lost. You know what I'm saying? You didn't teach him for her, all of that other stuff. Like, I don't know. It just made me think about the messaging we got as children or, you know, what songs were hot. Um, like, he's mine because we're still fighting over. It was just, I don't know. I was like, we had some toxic music, man. It's all about struggle, love, everything. Everything was about struggle, love. I dated someone and he we broke up and he was like a good ass man to the next shit. But so that happens in real life. That's I don't a, know the percentage rate of that, but it does happen. And if they don't grow and learn, I'm saying that it wasn't it wasn't you. Like he could have been that for you. He didn't want to or he would have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I just feel like we gotta not look like we set him up for the next. He just decided somebody else was worth it as bad as that sounds right and i think that goes back to the type of um again packaging conversations we've had with our parents Mm -hmm. um and i always wonder and this is just general this isn't necessarily related to my family i always i mean like i had an uncle this is related to my family i had an uncle who would give me this these one-offs love my uncle apparently nobody else in my family really cared for this uncle but love this uncle and he would give me like, man, on every day the broke dude. That's mm. my uncle. He That's didn't say uncle. dude. You know, he said knacker. But don't if he <laughs> can't do this, don't get you know whatever. So a lot of the, but my uncle placed value in taking care of his family. Mm. You know, uh, even though he was doing what he did, and everybody knew, it's kind of like he was gonna bring money home. Yeah. So, I- like you, it was my uncle who would sit and kind of give us the real deal. Um, I'll never forget, you know, I think we were like maybe 10 or 12 and he was like, girls, don't grow up to be no silly hoes. And I sat and I was like, what is he talking about? He was like, just, you don't understand me now, but I'll grow up to be no, ain't nothing worse than a silly hoe. And I was like, okay. Then I grew up and I was like, oh, that's what uncle meant, you know? So yeah, it was my uncle and my aunt, to be honest, who started keeping it real and having conversations that needed to be had with me. My uncle, my uncle was the first person that told that taught me or told, I heard the phrase that said, a man can sleep with a hundred women and be a hero and a woman can sleep with one man and be a hoe. And he literally had a conversation with me, but my uncle taught me about money, he taught me, but 
one it's funny because indirectly I saw his relationships mm-hmm. and um the the bad the good the drama the all of it and that his I would say he and what he did um how he relationships shaped a lot of my mind frames about monogamy non-monogamy etc um which is ironic <laughs> out of all the people in my life but um I'm, go ahead Amber, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. you sure because i'm going to the next question mm-hmm. okay what are three things because three is my lucky number what are three things <laughs> that you would tell your younger self based off the information you know now regarding sex oh man hmm. my younger self yes it's okay to it's okay to have sex for pleasure. It's not always for procreation. Um, get to know, read more, talk to more older women, get some older women mentors um, to have open conversations in regards to your body, in regards to you know to those um health class related issues you know that they didn't really go you know into depth about um and then do your own research when it comes to what you learn in church regarding sex um don't just take everything said at face value and as always right um i think i kind of say that my mother and father we are all very i guess you can say close because we talk about stuff so they didn't give me messaging like you can't or shouldn't do that. Like my mother talked about sex before marriage. It was more like, make sure that you care about that person. It wasn't this, you know, like the confines of the, that the church had put on it. She was real with us about the fact that you're going to love somebody before you love your husband. You know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. Um, and why wasn't this wrong? Right, that was just right. profound right there. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> that was <laughs> like she, um, and even when it came to my dad, my dad was always more like, if you respect yourself, you know what I'm saying? And that, that it, it'll show basically. But I will say he, the things that he also said, because the things I guess that I would tell myself are this, the exact same things that they told me. I guess I'm saying I wouldn't go back and change any, like nothing that I would tell myself would change anything because the way my parents brought these things to me was very natural and human and it probably is one of the reasons that i studied sexuality in college because it was allowed to be a part of who i am and so i don't know i wouldn't have gone back and needed to tell myself i think a lot of women have to learn that but like my parents allowed for that to be whoever it is whatever it is to love however to whatever um my dad did say any man that don't come home at night got somewhere else to stay so that part was a you know what i'm saying like Okay, dropping words, Meg. Um, and I would say, wow, I would say, girl, you got daddy issues. That's what I would say. Like, for instance, my dad didn't talk to other people for the most part when I was in his presence. Like, you know, like when car phones were a thing and like they actually had to stay in the car. He would say, I'm with my daughter, I'll call you back. And so that's the level of dedication that I thought, you know, every other man that came into my life needed to have as well. So okay. I would I would slow down and be like, girl, your daddy might be Superman, but these dudes out here is not Spider-Man. <laughs> like just you may have to get Peter Parker. Calm down. You know? So yeah. 
there's anything that I can go back and tell myself, I, you know, I would, my 2004, 2011 period was, was <laughs> I need to write a memoir <clears throat> that will be published after my death. But, um, <laughs> but, um, I think I will go back and tell my younger self that, um it's okay to explore you don't have to be confined to what society says just make sure you're safe um you may change your mind on each and that's okay Mm -hmm. um and not necessarily like in the midst of it or anything like that but on what you like what you don't like um and if you don't want to love these hoes on love these okay um (laughs) let me focus but no, and, 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 and tell, tell, yourself, tell yourself that them hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> like That's just, real. Well, I didn't really have an issue. My That's thing was, I had a 90-day rule, so I wasn't really, when, once I moved to Dallas, it was like, I ain't really messing with this dude past 90 days. And it got to the point to where I put their expiration date in my calendar in my phone, and I had a notification like a week before whatever, then it just became like... Because I was focused when I moved to Dallas. I was trying to, you know, get out the house. And I think that um, I would teach myself balance. Because I think we as Black women, as in general, from something I consistently hear, is that books are for boys, get your coins, don't worry about a relationship, and all this other stuff. And um, when you decide if you decide later on in life to get married and have a kid it's like you got to be cool with that because you know i kicked it a lot um so i think those are the things i will go back and tell my younger self girl you scared me with that 90 day rule thing i thought you was trying to bring out that um them harvey tips i was about to be like oh lord jesus next the we're not even gonna go into a whole black man trying to police how black women act when it just right yeah, you, you and your friends not for yeah. me and mine yeah, we didn't like that. I just didn't want to develop feelings for nobody because I was I had went back to school. I was getting my coins where I had like three or four jobs. I was a Jamaican, not a Haitian back then. So um yeah. <laughs> so let's move on to the bullshit part. The bullshit part. Uh, wait, wait. Wardrobe change for bullshit. <laughs> okay, get the lips popping. Okay, it's it's clear over here. You're gonna get the same color I had at the beginning <laughs> of this show. It's it's clear over here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm changing. I'm changing. I'm changing every every time it's time to uh time to go to the exclamation. So I got to pause for dramatic. She's she smiling. I don't trust nothing that's gonna happen. I don't trust nothing that's gonna. When happen. we were younger, we had all these games we played. So there's a couple games I want to play, but it's virtual and didn't really, you know, transfer easily. So I'm going to give you all a person, an entertainer, actor, famous person, and you have to say if you would smash or pass on them. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are you ready? All right, let's let's go. Let's do it. Morris Chestnut. Smash. What year? <laughs> Have a bag? Well, I get okay after um the so, after, so the after Green he, story. After, after the Ernest Green story. Uh-huh, what? After the Ernest Green story. No, no. We I'm not gonna go until he was um oh what character is that? Ricky. No, you. That now, was around the Ernest Green story. So no, that's what I'm saying. You can, I'm a, whatever he was doing, maybe two thousand uh uh Six man. 
You talking about best man? There you go. Yes. So after the honest dream story. Oh, well, I thought you meant like right after. Like no, like. <laughs> my bad. But see, I'm 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 with him because he was in that Patty Labelle show, um, Up All Night. Oh yes, he was. See? Yes, he yeah. was. See? I too because I love me a good chocolate man. Even though yeah, so that's when I had my crush. I was like, he's sexy. <laughs> Boris Chestnut. I mean, Boris. Um, cool Joe. Yes. Pass. I don't even feel like I'm going past just because I don't feel like fighting Nicole because I will. He just don't do it for me. Like, pass. He, he looks like I mean, an average dude. I mean, he's handsome. Don't get me wrong, but he like somebody I can meet after shooting date. He is a handsome guy, but he doesn't have presence. He, he starts talking to you in German. Then he gonna um, be presentless and talking in the language I don't understand. <laughs> He's still uninteresting. <laughs> now you just uninteresting in a different language. Dennis from Allstate. Huh? <laughs> no, you oh. talking about Houston boyfriend? Nope. The dude from uh, Love and Basketball. Eh. Nah. Uh-uh, that's the dude from uh from Wait and Take Love and Basketball. He was Q's dad. He was the daddy in Love and Basketball. I thought, I thought he was the, the, okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> pass. I'll get that. Um, <laughs> President Barack Obama. I think the sixth, the fifth, the fourth. <laughs> I can never, ever allow Michelle to, to my bestie that we're going to be one day to see me say these things about her fine, fine, fine. Educated husband. Pass. Leo, that's all I'm gonna say. Leo. Pass. <laughs> um, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, no. No. Give him to somebody. Give him back the hoops. I smash it. Jay-Z. <laughs> Twice on Sundays. <laughs> Just so he could say big words. <gasps> I don't find him. I Bill Scott. I who? Jill Scott. What year? <laughs> now. She's so pretty. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Right. Um, she just can't sing to me. Uh, I mean, she can sing, but I, she just can't sing to me. Oh, poetry. Okay. Just recite some poetry. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I learned oh. big words. T.I. Nope. He, uh, he too hot up for me. Before... He's not before, even before he put him in, in Tiny's life on uh that reality show and I got to see all the misogyny. Um, yes. So like two thousands TI. Yeah, so like two thousands before that. When he started mispronouncing words, I think they happened before the show. I was like, wait, wait a minute, hold on. I thought you was smart. But today how you pronounce that word. Um <laughs> Janet Jackson, my birthday twin. Of course, just, just for bragging rights, just for bragging. Like, and I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell random people when I meet them. Hello, and my I name was, is Amber. By the I was, way, like, yeah. I was listening to uh, Velvet Rock today. Yes, ma'am. James Earl Jones. In his younger days, absolutely. In his younger days, absolutely. That man was fine. I know my voice. The cuddle with Mufasa. Younger James Earl Jones, yes. That voice, yeah. Again, that's why I'm just cuddle with Mufasa. <laughs> Killer Mike. No. No. David yes. Banner. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, yes. Absolutely. He can have it. Amber, you good over there? 
That's an educated, that's an educated man. Something about men that can read with and say like polysyllabic words is just, you know, it's interesting. And what still tell me to get down on the flow. And yes, and, and still say get and say and still say get down on the flow. With authority. With the authority to say, yeah. You know? So I'm gonna end the game. <laughs> because I feel like you all may need some private moments. <laughs> so we're gonna go. Can we keep going? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, you got one more? Oh my God. We can pick a million. Um, oh my, Michael Ely. <gasps> Y'all disrespect. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm like SpongeBob right now. I'm out. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna own something. Cause we, you know, I want your anyone. Your hater? Your hater on the light skin? I'm not a hater. <laughs> I do have some colorism issues. I don't prefer light skin men. And I think it's because growing up, most of the men in my family were light skinned with green or blue eyes, and they were off. They were. But see, uh, 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 that's different. Light skinned men with green eyes, we all know. Like that's just different. No more crazy. They were just papas was rolling stoneish. Okay. We really had those issues. Okay? Like all these outside kids, but um. Probably shouldn't say that on fly, but here we are. Um. <laughs> and this is why it's authentic. It's an authentic space. Um. So, yeah, so I think it's because of that. I mean, I don't think that they necessarily all me and cheat. I don't think that. But I just think that that was that's an association I hadn't gotten over. Um, but he's one of them. That's, I mean, and he's skinny. You know, like me, a good cornbread fed, tractor driving, steak <laughs> potatoes, even though I don't eat beef type of man. Okay. Um, who else? Try um, songs. Who? Try songs. No, not my type. Rihanna. She's light skin. <sighs> my Pisces sis. Yeah, um, Sharon Neal. Who? Tyler Perry, the girl from the Tyler oh. Perry movies. Oh, I didn't hear the name. Uh, wait, which Sharon one Neal. From the Tyler Perry movies? Because who? Who did you say? Sharon Neal. Neal, the one on Why Did I Get Married? She was the one that he said um, she be doing drive-bys with their kids. She be working all the time. You know. Okay. Um, Meg the Stallion. Wait, was she the one that Marcus was cheating with? No. She was the one when they were at the thing. Um, her, she was married to Tyler Perry. There. Oh, she's pretty. <laughs> but no. Sharon Neal, yeah. Okay. Y'all ain't got no white boy crushes? Bubba Sparks. Oh, I can see that. I can see that. No, I'm just throwing the name out there. I'm not saying I was you with Bubba Sparks. I just threw the name uh out there. Oh, okay. Well, you just you threw it out there. We just gonna leave it. We don't like when you threw it. We not gonna even catch it. Uh, I mean, everybody out here. I guess technically he's black. Sean King. Mm, no, I don't. still got to submit his application to the black delegation for membership in state. Uh, yeah, J Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. Uh, JC. JC was my baby. Still no. my, still my best. Still my. Paul my Mall. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Oh, oh, of course. Oh, yes. Matthew is sexy. Oh, what's old boy? Um, He played in Independence Day. Gold? Um, Jeff uh, Goldblum. Yeah, sometimes. He's, he's cute. He's sexy. The scientist dude? No. Yeah, yeah. The one from Independence Day. Uh, yeah. black, the black hair. And he says you like, he's an actual scientist, Amber. You said you like smart men. <laughs> 
Amber, come back to us. Amber, come back. I felt disrespected. I said sometimes, depending on what angle. I don't know what happened black. Um, the dude that does all the dancing that was in Magic Mike. Uh, Channing Tatum. Yeah. I don't really like how comfortable he is with that role. <laughs> all right. I like his vulnerability movie. when he talks about mental health. How about that? Yes. The, uh, what's the football player? I had a little white boy. We is not going to name every, uh, y'all ain't no. going to have us. I'm not really into white men like that, so I'm just throwing out people to see what y'all like, so. All right, we could, we could, that was fun. I that told you, fun. I like chocolate men with beers that connect, that drive tractors as cornbread fed. Like you're a good country boy. I said, even though I don't date, I don't. That doesn't seem to be the last people twenty people I dated. But that's what the heck I like. Last twenty. Yeah. Say what, Amber? I said not the last twenty. Yeah, I, I can't tell you the last time I dated a chocolate corn birthday man. They are beautiful to look at. So if we don't have any more people to throw out there. Co-workers, you more than welcome to judge Amber and Isis's taste. I'm going to watch you judge them. So let's move on to the last segment. We get to shout out our Black-owned businesses. Yes. Support. Yeah. I would like to shout out M&M Workshop, which can be found on Facebook with the same name, and M&MWorkshop.com. Um, Marlon is a good friend of mine. He makes um, handmade pens. Um, they're made out of wood, metals, um, glass, etc. Like you think, oh, a handmade pen, but when you go to his um, social media and his website, you can see how dope they are. Black-owned business. Shout out, Mark. Can we, uh, I hope we can put it in the link to the thing because I love a good, I love a good handmade pen, like for real. So okay, yeah. Um, I'm going to shout out Kim Leverett at A Kick Above. Um, even through the pandemic, she's been online giving. Uh, workouts on her facebook page so check out a kick uh, kick above uh kim leverett so go show her some love um i'm going to shout out <clears throat> um a wonderful amazing young woman from the ever so pretty epsilon phi chapter of alpha Kappa alpha sorority incorporated um at ls hair collection like i only get hair from here now go check it out on facebook check it out on instagram it is hair that is from the bedroom to the boardroom baby it is the bomb at all times yes all right <clears throat> oh where can they find us all right ladies and gents and in between um check us out on all platforms so you can find us if you got apple you can find us there uh spotify soundcloud um, and then on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, you can find us at Business and Bullshit. So take out the exclamation mark and you'll be able to locate us. And up, subscribe. After you find us, send us to somebody you know. Send us to five people. Yes. Yes. Don't, don't keep it all for yourself. Yes. And bring a friend. Girl magic for everyone. Yeah. Of jobs that you can bring call your friend. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Tell share everybody the break room. Yeah. Share the link. Mm -hmm. So go subscribe. Leave us a review. So we will keep you updated on next week's show through our social media accounts. So we want to thank each coworker for tuning in to this pre-recorded video. 
And we hope to see you next week live. Thank y'all. Thanks, coworkers. And as always, thank you for tuning in to Business and Bullshit. Three women. Three perspectives. One podcast. Good night. Bye.